Thursday at 8.30 30 means it's time for you to meet. <laughs> father, dear father. My girls, what do you fancy for breakfast? Oh, a boiled egg will do for me, Daddy. A boiled egg? Well, I'm in charge of the kitchen. I thought of a, a Kedgeri, Burmese style, with chopped onions and a sprinkling of shredded green peppers. Um, I think I'll have a boiled egg, too. <laughs> Nonsense. Wait till you taste my Kedgeri. You'll be shouting for more. Sure, we'll be shouting for help if Nettie doesn't get back soon. Daddy always fancies himself as a cordon bleu chef when she's mm. away. You know, I don't know why she had to go dashing off to Newcastle in such a hurry anyway. Her sister only had a minor accident. Well, what did happen? I wasn't here when Nanny got the letter. Well, you know Nanny's brother-in-law is very keen on doing things himself. Oh, yes. They're the ones with six children, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, he fitted a shower in the bathroom, a new one. And the first time Nanny's sister turned it on, it fell down and broke her toe. Oh, lummy. I bet she was hopping mad. <laughs> oh, 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 what's going on? Daddy, what was that? What happened? The country's all over the kitchen floor. Oh, oh is that what Burmese style means? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like for breakfast? A couple of boiled eggs. <laughs> in Southern Africa, you should know more about Southern Life. We opened the first Southern Life office way back in 1891, in the days when Johannesburg was still a small town. Since then, South Africa and the Southern have grown up together. And today, we're one of the most secure life assurance companies in the country. When you want to save for the future, protect your family, or plan a worry-free retirement, call on us, and you'll discover that Southern are people who care. Ascend. Rise above the clouds with a cool, clean mainstay on the rocks, topped up with Schweppes sparkling lemon. Or discover the number one spirit with tonic, tomato cocktail, or any other mixer. It's a soaring experience. You can stay as you are for the rest of your life. Or you can change to mainstay, mainstay, mainstay. I think dolphins are awfully sweet, don't you, Daddy? Mm, I love them. <laughs> They've opened this big dolphinarium, they call it. Mm. It's amazing the tricks dolphins get up to. They jump through hoops, they stand on their tails, they juggle with balls. You know, we really ought to go and see them, Daddy. Hmm? I said we really ought to go and see them. Yes, yeah, all right. Or we can invite them round here for drinks. <laughs> Daddy, you weren't listening. I was talking about the dolphins. Don't know anyone called dolphins. <gasps> Daddy, Karen means dolphin dolphins with flippers. Here's a piece of fish. Clap, clap. Oh, the dolphins, yes. Dolphins. <laughs> it says here they are natural clowns born with the greatest intelligence of the animal kingdom. Well, I can't have that. They're not as bright as your common old garden elephant. No. Elephants never forget. Oh, that's what they say. I don't believe it. But it happens to be true. When I was in da, India... Da, 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 As I said, and I'll have no Mickey taking with it. <laughs> when I was in India, there was a case of a baby elephant picking up a thorn in its foot. A tiny Indian boy removed it. 
Years later, the same elephant was appearing in a circus, and that same boy, now fully grown, was sitting in the front row. Oh, don't tell us. I am telling you. <laughs> the elephant flapped its ears, trumpeted with delight, and walked over to greet the boy who had pulled the thorn from his foot so many years before. And then, I suppose, the elephant picked up the boy with his trunk and set him on his back. Oh, no, actually, it trembled into death. <laughs> I simply love telling that story. <laughs> we can see that. I think I need some more coffee. Oh, Would dear. you like some, Daddy? Yes, thank you. I think... Oh, good heavens. Do you remember Bobby Beresford? No. Should we? Probably not. I knew him before you were born. <laughs> Bobby Beresford. He took me under his wing when I was trying to get into journalism. Marvellous character. One of the legendary figures of Street Street. Brilliant sports writer. Poor chap, what a way to finish. Oh, is he dead? No, drunk and disorderly. <laughs> he was put inside last night after using obscene language and resisting arrest. Didn't even have money to raise the bail. I don't understand it. Only a few years ago, he was at the top of his profession. Terrible. Oh, it certainly is. Daddy, you ought to drive straight down to wherever he is and bail him out. You're right, Anna. It's the least I can do. I'll leave lunch in your hands. Oh, well, perhaps somebody else will bail him out. No, I owe Bobby Beresford a favour. You can put something simple together for lunch, I suggest. Um, or oh, a Chateaubriand with Béarnais sauce <laughs> and uh, perhaps pomme fondant. And perhaps courgette à la niçoise. Is that all? Well, plenty. We don't want to overeat, do we? <laughs> Look, I'm not ordering Chateaubriand steak. Do something else if you like. Uh, like opening a tin or something. Of course, if you prefer me to stay here and send Bobby Beresford a letter of encouragement... No, 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 we'll manage, Daddy. Don't of course you'll manage. All my recipes are in the kitchen cupboard. They're so simple a child of five can understand them. Oh, good. If we run into any trouble, we'll get Uncle Bill's niece in. She's nearly six. How are you doing, Karen? All right. It's a rotten oven, though. It takes ages to get warm. Well, it would. I mean, all you've got on is the oven light. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, I I'll have to scrub that then. I was going to do a roast chicken, but Daddy will have to do with soup now. And a bread pudding. What bread pudding? Oh, the bread pudding you've sliced up all these loaves for. Oh, that. The switch on the electric carving knife jammed, so I kept on carving until the battery ran down. <laughs> If you take a look in the fridge, you'll find about 15 pounds of sliced potatoes as well. <laughs> it's a good thing Daddy didn't come in then. You might have finished up giving him a short back and size. <laughs> Actually, making soup's dead easy, thank goodness. All you have to do is open the packets. Packets? Plural? Well, yes, I opened this lot here. Minestrone, oxtail, cream of celery, onion and tomato. <laughs> They're all in. And uh, this one? Oh, huh? it appears we'll be having soup with just a subtle hint of bicarbonate of soda, too. <laughs> Bicarb? Oh, drat it. I wondered where all the bubbles were coming from. <laughs> so now what can we do? There's no time to start thinking about anything else. Um, what about Chinese? Chinese? Are you crazy? That takes days. Oh, not the way I cook it. I thought this card they sent us would come in useful. Now, Colin, you better start clearing up the mess mm -hmm. and you can chuck that self-rising soup away. Oh, hello? Oh, is that the uh, Feng Wu Chinese Food Emporium? Oh, 
Good. Well, I'd like you to send round lunch for three people to 121 Hillsdown Avenue. Uh-huh, that's right. Hmm? Well, I haven't got the faintest idea. But what about some of those delicious little prawn things and... A what? Oh, barbecued spare ribs. Oh, yes, that sounds fine. Well, here we are, Bobby. My home. And yours for as long as you need it. <laughs> I'll never be able to thank you enough, Patrick. <laughs> Paying my bail, bringing me home with you. You've been marvellous. Marvellous, Patrick. Yes, well, you, you were pretty marvellous to me, you know. I was struggling and trying to get into Fleet Street. Oh, no, no, I just... Yes, yes, it's true. You yes. gave me fags, you bought me drinks, you told me your root stories. <laughs> you, were, you were like a, like a mother to me. Yes, we'll soon have you back on your feet again. Yeah. In the meantime, what's mine is yours, Bobby. What about your daughters? Well, ah. I, mean... <laughs> I mean, one of them engaged. No, the no, no. Well, what I mean is, what will they think of having a down-and-outer, a, a deadbeat like me around the house? I mean. It was their idea. Daddy, they said, you go right down there and see what you can do for your old friend. They did? They did. You'll find them very warm human beings. Generous, sensitive, the best there is. I should just warn you about one thing, Bobby. What's that? They'll probably be so overcome by emotion, they'll fling their arms around you and burst into tears. Come on, let's go. You Hang on, uh, my rucksack, I left it in the car. Oh, forget it. We'll fix you up with some decent luggage. Look, uh, Patrick, it's got my post office book and a photograph of my grandmother's grave inside oh, it. No. <laughs> Patrick, that... That rucksack contains all my possessions. Everything you own? Yeah. Oh, all right, Bobby. I'll, I'll slip back to the garage and get it for you. Hey, you are, my dear chap. Take my key. Oh. Let yourself in and introduce me. That's it. Oh, yes, that should be a very pleasant meal. Now, how long will it take you to get it round here? Oh, that you, Daddy? Oh, no. My name is... Ah! on the phone to the police. Inspector, Inspector, there's a man in the house. Send two constables round immediately. Police? I've seen enough of the police. Uh, don't come near us. Our father's in a study. Yes. Yeah, well, he isn't. He's uh, in the garage. <laughs> You've been studying our movements. Well, this isn't the reception I was expecting. I've been led to believe you were warm, sensitive human beings. Come on, uh, let's be friends. <laughs> One rucksack. Yeah. Where are the girls? Have you got acquainted yet? Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> I've uh, seen them, Patrick. <laughs> they rushed into there. Into the kitchen? Oh, that's because they're preparing something rather special for lunch. They must have checked my advice. Uh, How do you fancy a thick Chateaubriand steak? Oh, with a Bernay sauce. Naturally, and courgette to potato. Oh, sensational. Mm. Uh, they sound as though they're a marvellous pair of cooks. Yes, I do make them sound a bit like that, don't I? <laughs> is that you, Daddy? Yes. Yeah. There's a man in the back somewhere. Well, of course there is. My old pal, Bobby Beresford. Who else? Oh, you eat it for Mr. Beresford. I'm so sorry. Well, we look, it, it, was, it was these clothes. I expected uh, a bit of a mess. Up. Don't let it worry you, Bobby. Sit down. Sit down. Well, look, I, I don't want to dirty your furniture. I'm... 
I'll sit on this daily mirror. Nonsense. Yes. No, you mustn't do that. Sit on the observer. It's bigger. <laughs> well, girls, I've told Bobby he can stay here with us until he gets on his feet again. As long as that? Yes. <clears throat> well, I suppose we uh, kick off with a drink, shall uh, we? Oh, look, uh, not for me, thanks, sir. Look, uh, drink is what's turned me into the bum I am today. <laughs> Mind you, I, uh, I wouldn't say no to a glass of milk. Milk? <laughs> Marvellous idea, yes. Let's all have a glass of milk. <laughs> Carlin, would you mind? You'll find in the fridge that white stuff in the bottle. Yes. <laughs> well, Bobby, are you feeling hungry? Oh, yes. Yeah. I say I am. I can't wait to get my teeth into that Chateau Briand. You can't. You'll have to. Enjoy the fresh, wide-awake feeling you get from sleeping on a Sealy Posturepedic, the unique back support system for comfortable, firm support. Have a Sealy Posturepedic morning. Dry, chapped hands need moisture. Dry, flaky legs need moisture. Rough, dry elbows need moisture. That's why Newlon brings you a new, specialist dry skin lotion that contains a natural protein moisturizer to help the skin absorb and retain moisture. New from Newlon, dry skin lotion and cream. Yes, girls, I suppose I should have phoned up to tell you I was bringing Bobby home with me. Then you could have ordered lunch for four. Yes, then we could have had some as well. He scoffed a lot. Don't they feed people in prison these days? The way he tore open those paper bags. Yes, there hadn't been such a rush for a spare rib since Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> girls, you have to be understanding all the time. I mean, what really chokes me up is the, is the way he's so pathetically grateful for every little handout. Mm, and those big, soulful eyes. I've got to admit that sometimes when I look at him, I could weep. Mm, he's so determined not to be any trouble at all to us. So far as I'm concerned, you can stay here till the cows come home. That's right! Yes, Bobby? Is this the only aftershave lotion you've got? Well, yes, anything wrong with it? Well, if you don't mind smelling like a Peruvian massage parlour. <laughs> as for me, I won't bother. Good heavens. I think the cows just came home. <laughs> what was that you said about his being pathetically grateful? There's nothing to worry about. He's getting his confidence back. That's all the old get-up-and-go feeling. Oh, well, if he feels like getting up and going, I'm not going to stand in his way. Now, please, Anna, give him a chance. He's been through a traumatic experience. Correction, he is a traumatic experience. <laughs> if I can get him back to the typewriter, he'll regain his self-respect. Patrick! Yes, Bobby, coming! Yes, old chap, what is it? What's is this the suit you left out for me? Well, that's the one. Doesn't it fit? It fits me twice, and it isn't my colour. Haven't you got anything in charcoal grey? Well, take a look. They're all there. Does anything take your fancy? Not really. All a bit flashy for me. Flashy? 
What's flashy about this one? It's downright conservative. Mm, so was Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> this looks about the same vintage. Now, look, if it hadn't been for me, you might have been wearing a grey suit with black arrows all over it. There you go. Throwing it in my face. Oh, dear. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I'm so... <laughs> that slipped out. Look, old chap, I think it's high time we had a man-to-man -man talk. I, I, I'm not ready for that. I'm, I'm just a piece of human wreckage. All right. Suit yourself, Bobby. We'll have a man-to-human wreckage talk. <laughs> I've invited someone here for drink tonight, Bobby. He's a magazine features editor. I'm sure he'll have a place for a first-rate sports writer. Not one who's been banned from every football ground in the country. He won't hold that against you, providing you can still deliver the goods. And I haven't touched a typewriter in three years. Haven't you? Pinched, perhaps. Touched, no. <laughs> Show me a typewriter and a blank piece of paper, and I, I wouldn't know what to do. You know your trouble, Bobby. You're running away from yourself. What does that mean? Well, I don't know. They keep on saying it in the films. <laughs> Bobby, I know what you're going to write about your own downfall. You're going to plead with your readers for a second chance. Huh? Tell them how you picked yourself up from the gutter. That wasn't me. It was a policeman. <laughs> there won't be a dry eye in Fleet Street when they read how you fought off the temptations of booze, your sense of guilt. Your secret shame. Uh, hang on. Whose downfall is this? Yours or mine? Now, don't do me any favors. I can write That's it. That's a spirit. This way to the typewriter. Bobby Beresford, this is your new life. Taking us for a walk so that Mr. Beresford could get on with his writing in peace. How could I have known there was going to be a thunderstorm? Hey, listen, what's that? Well, we're very lucky. Mr. Beresford's just taken the cards way out. I wonder what he's up to. Bobby? Bobby? Oh, he's got the Oh, yes, thanks, old boy. <laughs> Glad you did that. It was absolute rubbish. <laughs> Listening to stuff like that is one sure way to dull the senses. <laughs> Another sure way is to plough through half a cabinet full of whiskey. It wasn't my fault, old son. I uh, ran out of milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope this merrymaking means you've finished your article. Yes, over there, old boy. By the typewriter. Huh? Let me have a look. Looking at the world through the bottom of a whiskey glass, <laughs> one sees only what one wants to see. Romantic notions about genius beset by booze have slipped into decline. The drunk is a bore, a social nuisance, an irritant. I know because I've been there. And now as I start the long, slow climb back, I... I well, it's all half bad so far. How's it going, Daddy? As I start the long, slow climb back, I hickory-dickory-dock the mouse started its long, slow climb up the clock. Oh, rip. One promising opening paragraph and a few lines of dribble. It's hopeless. Look, uh, do you mind if I put my head down for a little while? <laughs> Must have been that heavy lunch I had. Well, now what? Won't your other friend be here soon, Daddy? Oh, Walter Foley, yes. 
What are we going to do? I'll tell you. You're going to pour as much black coffee as possible down Beresford, and I'm going to become a broken-down bum for about five pages. I'll write the article myself. But, Daddy, you don't know what's happened to him in the last three years. In his present state, neither does he. <laughs> now, let's see. And I started my long, slow climb back. But have some more coffee. Uh, no, thanks. Eighteen cups is enough. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? To do this terrible thing after you and... What's his name? Patrick. Oh, yes. Well, you girls and Patrick have been so good to me. Taken me in. Fed me. And what have I done for you in return? I got stoned. Insulted you all. Littered the place with empty bottles. Burned a dirty great hole in your carpet. Now, Mr. Beresford, let's start with a clean slate. Just because you... What hole in the carpet? You haven't seen it? No. Last. I wish I hadn't mentioned it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you better come along with us to find out how Daddy's getting on. Come on. Well, Bobby, how are you feeling now? Absolutely shattered. My tongue's like a doormat. Hmm. So long it hasn't got welcome to another drink written all over it. <laughs> now, here, take this pen. Oh, no, no, really, Patrick, you're, you're too generous. Take this pen, sign here, and then give it me back. What's this in Adolf? Just sign it. It's your passport to a bright future. I'm not joining the young liberals. <laughs> hey, it's an article. An article written by me and signed by you. Sign it. <laughs> Quick, this'll be water. Huh? Let him in, Anna. All right. By the time he's finished reading this, he'll brush away the tears and offer you a job. Well, look, Patrick, I don't think I can face him. My confidence is sapped. I'll stay out of sight while you talk, David. But if he offers less than 5,000 a year, you can tell him what to do with it. <laughs> it's Mr. Purley, Daddy. Hello, Walter. Come in, come in. Carden, you just met. Yes. And uh, Anna is around somewhere. Hello, Dolly. Nice to see you. How do you do? Yeah, sit down and make yourself at home. Oh, thank you very much, Patrick. Oh, sorry about that bottle. Oh. Well, there's, a, there's another bottle here under his cushion. Uh, you've been having a party. Ah, uh, more of a celebration. Welcoming back to Bobby Beresford. Who? Bobby Beresford. Cast your mind back ten years, Walter. Who was everybody's favourite sports writer? Who won every press award that was going? Who stole my raincoat? Huh? I remember Bobby Beresford, all right. We shared an office till he pinched my coat. <laughs> well, if, if I told you that Bobby Beresford is behind that door, what would you say? I'd say, what the devil happened to my raincoat? Oh, Walter, Walter. <laughs> and here he is, the one and only Bobby Beresford. Say hello, Walter. Yeah, well, now that you've made the introductions, Daddy... Could I get anybody a drink? Uh, what would you like, Mr. Foley? My raincoat. No, no, that is fine. Uh, dry sherry, please. It's uh, nice seeing you again, Walter. How long is it? Knee length and fur line. Oh. <laughs> really, you're not going to let a little petty thieving ruin Bobby's comeback. He'll buy you all the rainwear you want from his first week salary. Underwear, too, if you need it. Salary? Who are you going to be working for, Beresford? I have a feeling it could be for you, Walter. After you've read this, there you are. Five pages of deeply moving prose. Stand by with the tissues, Karen. Now, take your time, Walter. We'll just sit and wait. Yeah. 
Well, Beresford, reading this, it's obvious you've had a terrible struggle. Exactly, and Fleet Street, the greatest club in the world, is going to help him get back on his feet, isn't it? Well, I don't want anybody to say of me that I refuse to help the journalist down on his luck. There you are, you see. There you are, Beresford. And good luck. Five quid? Five pounds. Only five pounds. I'll throw in the raincoat. <laughs> but that, that article you've just read is, is worth at least 50 pounds. This pound. isn't payment. It's a small act of Christian charity. The article's rubbish. What? It's mawkish, sentimental goo. A great chunk of wallowing self-pity. Look, this kind of slush went out with Dickens and Little Nell. But it's not that bad. Really, come on, Patrick. You wouldn't produce stuff like this. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Barry, but this sort of thing just won't do these days. It's flabby writing. You have to give them something with a punch in it. Right, who? Oh! Oh, the priest! He's out cold. Bobby, don't you realise what you've done? What I've done is all your fault. Trying to pass off five pages of sentimental goo as mine. Oh, now, hang on. Not so far. It's no use pleading. I refuse to stay here another minute. Let's have a look at him. Yes, you'll be all right. Now, if it's all right with you, I'm going to take my rucksack and get out of here. Oh, well done, Daddy. I think you handled that very well. Oh, dear. Where did I go wrong? Oh. Did you say something? Oh. Me? Oh, oh, and it's Walter. I'd forgotten Walter. Oh. <laughs> Walter. Oh. Are, you, are you all right? Oh, I'm sorry. I... Oh, I think I fell down. Oh, that must be very good dry sherry, yes? <laughs> Your uh, lips bleeding, Mr. Foley. I'll get something to stop. And I'll get you a cup of sweet tea. Oh, you know, it's, it's starting to come back. Wasn't Beresford here just now? Yes, he was. But now he's gone. I've failed him. I've let him go back into his world of degradation. Alone. Pendulous. Pendulous be hanged. Somebody's taken my wallet and I bet it's him. Now, Walter, please, let's have no false charge. There is nothing false about it. I remember somebody bending over me while I was lying down there. Well, yes, he did, but how could he? I mean, say, anybody can do it and fall out of your pocket. The simplest thing is the... Where's my wallet? There you are. What did I tell you? Tell me, Daddy, Daddy, somebody stolen my handbag and car. He's got it all in his rucksack, along with his post office book and a picture of his grandmother's grave and my gold pen. Ask him to get the ball, please. was Father, Dear Father, with Tom Meehan, Yvonne Bristow, Margaret Milner-Smythe, Maureen Adair, Brian Squires, Belda Mariani, and Glyn Day. The show was produced by Brian Squires for the manufacturers of Spring Carpet Shampoo, who cordially invite you to join them again next Thursday at 8.30 for another half hour in the happy home of Father, Dear Father. <laughs> Thank you.